0: This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. The CTA, the METRA, and PACE. Oh my, that list of Chicago transit authorities are separate for now, but they could consolidate and become one mega agency. That change, however, isn't guaranteed. The issue will be up for debate by state lawmakers after regional planners sent public transit recommendations to the legislature. So here to explain those recommendations is Sarah Freistadt, transportation reporter at the Chicago Tribune. Welcome back, Sarah. Hi. Thanks for having me. So this idea here to consolidate—it's been floated before, right, Sarah? Correct. This is
1: um, definitely not not the first time. Not the heard first a time. Suggestion. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, well, how likely then is it that state lawmakers you think may actually go through with it this time around?
1: You know, I think um, whether it gains traction now is we're, we're going to kind of have to see. There's a lot of political considerations to take into account with consolidation. Um, certainly, you know, the transit agencies are kind of places where suburban and city leaders um, vie for influence. So consolidating all of the agencies into one um you know, would would definitely um, kind of upend some some standing norms. Yeah. But um, it's a it's a bold suggestion that that's one of many that that um, lawmakers could consider coming up.
0: And so we're clear, Sarah, why is this coming up again now?
1: Yeah. So this is part of a um, a whole big set of recommendations that is going to lawmakers, um, basically about what the future of transit should look like, um, you know, since the pandemic um, transit ridership transit fare revenue all of that has kind of gone off a cliff and um, you know we know there's going to be some really big budget problems coming up in the in the next couple of years so um, so so this kind of set of recommendations takes a look at what transit should look like how it could be funded um, how it could be overseen um, you know a whole a whole slew of ideas.
0: Mm-hmm. These agencies, as we mentioned, they're separate right now. But talk to us about how they're each funded currently.
1: Sure. So right now, um, you know, we have three transit agencies: um, CTA, Metro, Pace, and they are overseen by the the RTA. Um, right now, collectively, all of them, uh, I guess, historically, they have had to generate fifty percent of their. Of their revenue so half of their revenue themselves um mostly that has come from fares um a little bit comes from things like like ad revenue um but they're really dependent historically they've really been dependent on fares mm-hmm. um and of course during the pandemic when when ridership dropped off that became uh, kind of a big problem
0: and under these uh the set of recommendations being proposed the three groups they, they could remain separate but with uh, a strengthening of the regional transit authority, right?
1: Yeah. So there were like two ideas that were, that were floated. One was to fully consolidate them into one agency. That's a, that's a big, a big bold plan. Um, Right. But the other one was to, to yes, keep the, keep the way they're currently set up and just kind of strengthen the oversight agency, which is, which is the RTA.
0: RTA. What do they mean by strengthening the RTA? Did they give any examples?
1: Um, yeah, you know, basically, uh, right now it it kind of deals largely with um, with money, and so just giving it um, a little bit more power, a little bit make, making it a little bit more of a of a parent organization, I, I see. guess
0: I would say. So walk us through some of the other possible recommendations from planners.
1: Yeah, so you know, there's um, there's a bunch in here about um, about how to improve service on buses and trains. Um, like I said, how to, how to fund it. So one, one kind of big idea is, um, potentially to, to expand the sales tax that could go to fund transit. That would be one to, to definitely keep an eye on, you know, when it comes to service, um, there's an idea to, to integrate the fares between the three different transit agencies to make them work a little bit better together, <laughs> um, and you know, I think uh another one that's come up has been this idea of putting transit ambassadors on uh on public transit, yeah. so just a, a visible staff presence.
0: Yeah, I want to talk some more about all of those those things you just mentioned. So when it comes to to funding, as you talked about, there are these two uh, proposals on the table with with two price tags. So can you break down some of those costs? Yeah,
1: so basically um there, this is a report that lays out a whole bunch of options, and then it and then it kind of broke those options down into two packages, right? So, um, one they basically said if we want to totally revamp transit, um, and and here's our like whole wish list of ideas um, to get all of this done would take 1.5 billion dollars annually in just public funding, mm-hmm. plus additional money from the transit agencies themselves. Um, mm-hmm. The planners also put together a, a pared-down package, um, which uh, they expect to cost $1 billion annually. So, so both of these have pretty hefty price tags.
0: Oh, for sure. Where would this public funding come from?
1: <clears throat> so, yeah, the one of the kind of key ideas is um, to expand the sales tax. So right now there's already a sales tax that goes to fund transit. Um, but one of the bigger ideas in this report is is to expand the base of that tax so that it, it would also tax services um, as opposed to, to just goods. Um, that's one big idea. That's a you know, that's going to be politically thorny to get done. Um,
0: yeah. I mean, there there are some business leaders who oppose that. Right.
1: Yeah. You know, already I've heard from I've heard from business groups that are concerned about um, any expansion of taxes, uh, especially, they say, while the city is still recovering from the pandemic. Um, I spoke with uh, the CEO of the Chicagoland Chamber of Commerce, and he told me that um, while a lot of the recommendations in this report are are good, um, you know, taxes is kind of a Mm non-starter.
0: There's a big question here, Sarah. How could all of these changes affect commuters? Let's focus on that for a moment.
1: Yeah. So I think some of the the biggest um, changes, if if they are enacted, of course, right now these are recommendations. But right. if they if they come to pass, um, you know, some of the some of the service improvements um, or or ideas to address service um, really could affect the day to day for commuters. Um, you know, there are some ideas in here about. Improving the bus system. Uh, right now, we know it's slow and buses get stuck in traffic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, I did mention before that idea of of transit ambassadors, that would be a really visible, visible, tangible thing that commuters might see.
0: For sure. You also mentioned earlier those uh, transit ambassadors. For, for the person who isn't aware of what that means, talk about what that is and how it fits into the wider conversation around safety on public transit.
1: Right. So um, transit ambassadors are, it's an idea that has been tried in other places. Um, You know, Philadelphia has them, San Francisco has them. Um, And the idea is basically that you're just adding staff to public transit. Um, So there's just more people (laughs) there. Um, And they can, you know, help riders who have questions, um, but also just really be an added visible presence to help Um, both deter crime right the more people who are around the the less likely um you are to experience crime but they can also help combat the perception of crime and and just help make riders feel more safe yeah
0: Um, of course uh
1: yeah during the during the pandemic crime became a, a pretty big concern on public transit um both reality and perception so this would be one um one attempt to combat that
0: you also mentioned having one fare system that's come up as a recommendation, which sounds to me like it would make things easier for our commutes. Well, that's, that's the goal.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, basically um, we, we know right now um, there's a little bit of overlap between like Metro, and CPA, mm-hmm. fares. Um, they all use the Ventra app, but, um, and, and there's some other overlap, but, you know, especially like with METRA, you, you still have to go out and buy a separate METRA ticket for the most part. Um, and you can't just use your CPA pass to to swipe into METRA. So this uh, proposal would call for better coordination between those systems, um, coordinating the fares, the, the way you purchase fares, um, the type of payment method. And the idea is that that would make it easier to transfer between different types of, of transit. So mm-hmm. I could take Metra to, you know, from the suburbs to Ogilvy and then just really quickly hop on, hop on the CTA and get
0: to where I need to go, something like that. Uh, let's back up just a bit, uh, Sarah. Tell us who's behind this report and, and who else got to weigh in.
1: This report came from CMAP, which is a regional planning agency. Uh, basically, they were, they were tasked by lawmakers with Coming up with a set of recommendations because um, the the region's three transit agencies are facing some pretty big budget problems in the coming years um, because of a whole bunch of you know pandemic trends. Um, so CMAP was tasked with coming up with this report. They got input from a variety of community groups, business groups, other planners, um, and then they sent it to uh, state lawmakers. And uh, the
0: the regions transit agencies, they're facing a combined budget hole of $730 million once the COVID relief runs out. So I'm curious how fast you think lawmakers will move on some of these recommendations and, and really work to figure this out.
1: So there's a little bit of a of a time element uh, that lawmakers, you know, they have a little bit of a deadline to to take this up. Of course, how quickly they actually do take it up um, will depend a lot on, on the political will.
0: Another important question, could we see fare increases if that budget hole isn't fixed?
1: So that's the, you know, kind of doomsday scenario is if we don't fill this budget hole, um, fares go way up, service gets way cut, um, and it's, uh, you know, really, really dramatic. Um, it is possible that even if even if there are some measures taken, um, to address the budget hole, we could still see fare increases. Um, one of the recommendations is to to raise fares, um, kind of keep them in line with inflation. So um, mm-hmm. certainly that's definitely on the table.
0: Yeah. Well, to that end, there is also talk about expanding programs for low-income riders, right, so that they can uh, continue to have some reduced fares.
1: Correct. So that that would be, you know, this idea of regularly raising fares if inflation would be paired with um, with reduced with, with expanded reduced fare programs, um, things like like reduced or potentially free fares for youth um, or for, you know, people with lower incomes or um, people who need kind of ADA accessible services.
0: Be interesting to see where they land. That is uh, Sarah Freistadt, transportation reporter with the Chicago Tribune, talking us through some public transit recommendations that have been made by regional planners. I know transit riders will definitely, like myself, be keeping an eye on this one for sure. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you.